Good morning. It's Friday, May 28th. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shemitah Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Republicans pulled off their first filibuster of the Biden administration. They used it to block a bill that would have created an independent commission to investigate the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. There were some moderate Republicans who tried to pull together the 10 GOP votes needed to stop a filibuster. Mitt Romney was for it. Susan Collins worked to make last-minute changes to the bill that tried to satisfy the GOP's concerns. The mother of U.S. Capitol Police officer Brian Sicknick, who died after the riot, met with Republican senators, urging them to vote in favor of a commission. But in the end, most Republicans accepted Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's arguments. McConnell spent the last few days pressing his Republican colleagues not to back the bill. The attack on the Capitol left five people dead and more than 140 police officers injured. Hundreds of people have been charged in connection with the insurrection. For immigrants in ICE detention, waiting in legal limbo is its own form of punishment. Some people wind up spending months or even years waiting for their case to move through the legal system. These extreme delays are a test of the Fifth Amendment. You can't hold people indefinitely without due process. But how long can they be detained? There's actually not a clear legal limit. ProPublica reports on a new study that shows ICE seems to be working to make sure courts won't get a chance to define a timeline. This story comes from Dara Lynn. She's been covering immigration for years now. And the study she writes about focuses on Louisiana. That state has a reputation for keeping its detainees locked up for long periods of time. The study looks at around 500 federal court petitions filed by people being held by ICE. Now, on average, they'd been locked up for 13 months, waiting for their cases to be processed. In their petitions, they specifically called out the unconstitutionality of these detentions. And the study found that for nearly a quarter of these petitions, ICE released the detainees before they could see a judge. And that sounds like a win, right? Well, sure, if you've been locked up for all that time, yeah, it's good to be out of detention. But the study's authors are calling what's happening in these cases Shadow wins. Researchers say releasing people before they see a judge may be a deliberate move by ICE. It may be the agency's way of preventing judges from testing long detentions. In 2001, the Supreme Court suggested detaining immigrants for six months might be unconstitutional. And the more petitions that reach judges, the more risk ICE faces that courts could rule against keeping immigrants locked up for so long. ICE did not respond to ProPublica's request for comment. Without clear legal guidelines, it has a lot of power over how long immigrants can be detained. Tina Howell lives just outside of New Orleans. Normally, she buys steak in bulk, but recently, she stopped doing this. She's seen the price of New York strip steak jump from $7 to $12 a pound. And maybe you've been seeing this too. As we head into grilling season, the price of beef is high. Reuters reports on a few factors that are causing this. On the supply side, 
it's getting more expensive to produce meat. And demand is rising. Meat packers are having trouble finding enough workers. This is limiting beef production. And the prices of soy and corn are near eight-year highs, meaning it's more expensive to feed cows. Those extra expenses are being passed on to you. Now for the demand side of the pricey beef equation. All those stimulus checks that the U.S. government sent out have people buying more meat. The top-selling American meat processor, Tyson Foods, says stimulus checks are a big factor boosting demand right now. And, of course, as restaurants are starting to reopen again, they're also buying more beef. Let's not forget the China factor. Its imports of meat from the Americas are shooting up. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, U.S. beef exports to China hit a record in March. The country's growing middle class, which has long been pork-loving, is now craving beef. Here in the U.S., in April, fresh beef prices rose 5% in just a month. That rise has people like Army veteran Darren Cross in California feeling worried. He's eating more vegetables these days. But he tells Reuters that people who are on fixed incomes can't stomach steep increases. This week, Ohio announced the first winner of its vaccine lottery. Abigail Bugensky from Silverton, congratulations! You just won $1 million in the Vaximillion giveaway, and what a night it is for you. And It might sound kind of gimmicky, but this is real money people are winning just for getting vaccinated. Ohio's governor has gotten a lot of national attention for launching this campaign. And there's going to be four more drawings, giving away $1 million to vaccinated adults and full-ride college scholarships to vaccinated teens. And Ohio officials say this strategy is actually working. After the lottery was announced, the state saw a 28% increase in the vaccination rate of people 16 and older. And the governor says the state gained an estimated $15 million in free media attention from its Vaximillion lottery. Now, Ohio's lottery is not universally popular. The Washington Post explains that state lawmakers from both parties have called the governor's plan a waste of money. But other states and cities are now doing the same thing. Maryland and Oregon are now doing their own lotteries. California just announced a big jackpot. Ten vaccinated residents can win $1.5 million each. NPR spoke with Wharton Business School professor Katie Milkman. Lotteries are highly motivating if you're trying to convince someone to change a behavior. And people overweight the very low probabilities of winning a lottery. And as a result of that, they get very excited about the potential for this grand prize. It draws a lot of media attention, so there's free marketing. And those two things together appear to drive a lot of behavior change. And there's lots of research supporting that in the past. Milkman says incentives may not affect you if you're adamantly opposed to vaccination, but they might help persuade what she calls the movable middle. You know, people on the fence. And the chance of a free beer all the way up to a million-dollar payday just could be the thing that gets you or your reluctant buddy to roll up your sleeve and get that shot. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're there, check out some of our audio stories. It's a long weekend. We're going to enjoy it. I hope you do, too. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Tuesday.